right. Well, good morning, everybody. It is great to see you this morning, and it's great to have you in the house of the Lord. I know there's a, a, a game the world watches tonight, but uh, we have our own excitement around today, and it's Vision Sunday. Now, now let me remind you, for those who have been at our church for quite a while, um, we do Vision Sundays right here in February, and they are always right before what we call our week of prayer that starts off the year. Our church takes a week and dedicates to prayer for the year and what's coming up, and um, we've gotten, gotten a little bit of a tradition, well, at least before the last two years, we were of uh, trying to do it on Super Bowl Sunday. And so I don't know who you got tonight. That's not really important. But uh, thank you for coming to the house of the Lord today, despite some flakes here in Pennsylvania. Um, it's good to be here with you all. I want to remind you of Vision Sunday, February 9th, I think it was, 2020. Um, we got up in front of you and uh, I represented our leadership. We had spent 33 straight days praying over a vision for this church. And what that means is your, your leadership board um, made up of around 19 to 20 of us. Every morning, 5.30 a.m., we would get a text to be praying for these specific things. And it would go over it and over it. And one of the reasons why is our leadership is adamant about making sure we have dedicated everything we present to the church in prayer. We want to make sure when people come to us and ask us questions that they haven't prayed about it more than we have. And so this was bathed in prayer. And I got up in February of 2020 and I said, look, church, we have this revivals ministry growing off campus rapidly. We have different endeavors we're doing throughout the community and and we'd love to come under one name and kind of a, a unifying thing behind the efforts we have and our vision, mission, and strategy for doing a great work in Percocy. And we have a name here at First Baptist, and there's, if you go to a bookstore, you'll find there's maybe a hundred First Baptist churches in every state. Um, it's more of a title. We're, we're praying about a name. And uh, the Lord wanted, wanted to uh, give us that time to process it. But we had been working on it for about a year and a half when we came to the church in February and I presented that we will be presenting to you, church family, that we'll be moving towards Namath Church, Renew Bible Church here in Percocy. And we will build the Renew Vision, Renew Percocy, Renew Lives, Renew Hearts, underneath that name that will serve as our mission, vision, and strategy for the future. And you say, well, what happened? Well, you see, something happened the next month. We presented that, and then only a few weeks later, um, this was me on a Sunday morning. The room was empty. Our country went into lockdown. We grabbed the television and pulled it on stage. And with our own, our own processing that had to happen of what's going on, we began the Lion series. And that Lion series was a series in the book of Daniel. And we just pounded through that book together as a church. But I'll tell you, it's a little quiet in here without you guys. And it was so good every Sunday to get in my car, and by the time I got home, I'd look at my phone upon getting in the driveway, and we're watching, boop, 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 boop. You, some of you even sent your babies watching me. And you said, look, they think they have the same head of hair as you, and you had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> but you encouraged us. 
He stabilized us. He stuck with us. But make no mistake, it was a very difficult time. It was a struggle to navigate. During that season, we had people really struggling in our church. Leadership was working through things. It was a time when administrators were having difficulty leading. But we found that the word of God continued to go out every Sunday morning. Amen? We also learned how important it was to have a broadcast team. And this was all we had at the time of that. And it was only going to be the guy in the blue and gray if it were not for in November, previous to that renewed vision we shared, I interviewed a guy who grew up in our church who was working at Sight and Sound at the time in Lancaster. And I said, hey, I just really feel led that we need to invest more into our media ministry. The internet's not going away. Media ministry's not going away. And this could be an opportunity for our church to share the love of Jesus Christ and the gospel through a camera. And I literally said to him, I don't know if I have a full-time job for you. We're just going to go in faith that the media ministry will grow. I don't know where we would have been if it weren't for bringing him on, because now, not only these two guys still lead our broadcast team, but now they have over 20-some volunteers in the tech ministry. We have like eight cameramen that rotate through. We've developed a broadcast ministry that has become a leader in so many ways, and we could not thank you enough. So if you help in the tech ministry or media or lighting or audio ministry, we cannot thank you for enough for those times where you got to sit on your couches with a cup of coffee and watch church. God was so good through that, and God led through that. But you know what else God led us to do right before that? He led us just years before to open up a facility on the Ridge Road. It was 2017 where it started its first year. In 2018 and 19, it really started to grow, but it was still a little toddler, if you will, organizationally. But it was growing steadily. But during the lockdown specifically, Revivals continue to operate with a drive-through. Do we have some video of what that drive-through looked like? Folks, during the middle of this crisis, we had cars line up. We were competing with Chick-fil-A. Some of you sat in those lines. Don't go today. But some of you sat in those lines. And, and, and there are still people that are navigating our, our drive-through as well as now we've been able to reopen um, in-person seating as well. But we saw the ability to minister to the community. And we realized, God, one of the reasons you gave us revivals was for such a time as this. Our care ministry went into action. Not only was the word of God going out on Sunday morning, but our care team was going out. And what used to be kind of Pastor Doug uh, driving around in his car at 200 miles an hour, figuratively, it's developed into a care ministry of over 50 people involved who have been taking soup to people who have gotten sick over the past two years, meals to people. We've served thousands of free meals to our community. On top of that, through the benevolence of the church and the giving here to the Church of the Deacon Benevolent Fund, we've given out almost a quarter million dollars to people in need throughout our church family and even in our community through the benevolent fund of our church. This place is a caring place. But it wasn't a time without difficulty. But we kept seeing God in it. Believe it or not, in 2019, right before that vision presentation too, because of the expanding needs of our church here, we built a stone parking lot. That stone parking lot was built right out here to the east side of our church. 
And when the summer came and we noticed it was really getting difficult for people to not see one another, we decided to step out in faith and put up a tent on the stone parking lot. And that summer, some of you came out to that tent and you sweat as just much as I did. I mean, one Sunday, I changed shirts in between services. It was unbelievable how hot it sometimes got, but it was so good to be together. And we saw God's hand in it. Because if that tent wasn't over a stone parking lot, we put the tent up over grass during the summer this past two years ago. It smelled so bad under there. It didn't dry out. And we realized that stone parking lot enabled us to meet under there during that time period. Do you know I got letters from the community thanking our church for our testimony during that time, being outside with our church family. And some folks even said, we're given to your church because of that wonderful thing you guys did up in your parking lot. I was just worried it would be too loud in the morning, 830. There's joy in the tent of the Lord, right? So, so like we were so excited to be able to just get together. And in great faith, we continued through that. But I got to be transparent with y'all. That February, we were some 1,200 people on a Sunday morning. We had another 40 or 50 or so watching online at the time. But the church was expanding. The Renew Vision was given. We really felt the Lord in it. And boom, the place is empty. Society is angry, scared, divided, upset, and full of anxiety. I remember receiving a phone message from a family who showed me their daughter convulsing on a couch in fear and typing out a prayer to help her calm down from Pastor Chris. It took its toll. And make no mistake, it took its toll in the leadership here too. For it was our first pandemic as well. And I remember one specific Sunday there was always, are we going to be able to meet this week due to weather? I got assurance from our, our weather team that kind of makes decisions on whether we're gathering each Sunday. And they said, we're going to go for it. And um, we had a tornado warning as the people were arriving. And everybody's phone's going, boop, 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 boop. It's like, oh, we're going to die today. Um, we went through, but there was barely anybody there. And it was midsummer, and I was feeling a little discouraged. You ever get discouraged? I was feeling a little discouraged. Pastors get discouraged sometimes, too. And um, we had 46 some people in the second service. How do I know? Darla tells me every time. If you know Darla, our awesome administrator. And I went up to the tech team. I said, well, we had a lot online, right? And they went, yeah, yeah. I said, we didn't, did we? No, not too many. I remember getting my car. I was driving home. And you ever listen to music in the car? And you kind of unwind. Well, I'm listening. And, and the song that comes on on my playlist is Do It Again. Have you heard the song? And it says, walking around these walls, I thought by now they'd fall. Like, God, I thought by now we'd be back. And it seems like, look, everybody's a Monday morning quarterback. But I remember thinking, are we coming back? I mean, I know you're going to do something, God. But I wonder if you're going to redo what you're doing. And we're going to adapt to it. And I'm listening to this song. And I see you move, you move the mountains. And I believe you're going to do it again. And I kept saying to myself as I'm going home, you're gonna do it again. God, you never failed me yet. You did it once. You're gonna bring this church back. 
And I'm telling you, the tears were coming down my face. I pulled up in my driveway, I walk in the house, and I think my wife could tell I had been crying. And she looked at me, and she just went. I went over, I gave her a hug, I cried on her shoulder, and I said, what happened? Like, what happened? What is God doing? I trust him, but what happened? Oh, they're all watching. I know they are. I know. It, we'll be back. I know. You, you need a partner like that, don't you? You got to have somebody in life like that. You're going to be fine. Knock it off. My, girl was, my girl's a country girl. It's let's go. But I needed that hug. I bet some of you have needed a hug during that time period. Maybe still do. But that song resonated with me. And it's with that heartbeat and emotion that I'm going to give the Renew Vision. I'm going to do it again. But this time, it comes with a lot more clarity. It comes with even more prayer. And what you're going to hear today has been a process of not just the past couple months, but now a culmination of almost four years of work. Four different large ministry groups have helped me develop this vision. I believe in surrounding myself with really smart people, smarter than me, so I can learn from them. We have a deacon board of 12 men that have prayed heavily and have been in prayer 20 straight days plus for this morning and have been praying for you as early as 5.30 this morning. We have a revivals board made up of around eight revivals board members that lead that ministry that have been heavily praying over what I'm gonna share with you today. I have a launch team that's working on what we're calling a parent company of some of our ministries that we're gonna be developing in our community with an RE and then the colon. Made up of lawyers, businessmen, and leaders who are helping with the whole organization behind this. And then I have a staff of well over 20 people that have been working on this and praying of this. And so I'm the mouthpiece of almost 100 of the core leaders of this church saying, we believe God is behind this and we wanna share the Renew Bible Church version again with you. Today, for some of you watching on media, this might be new to you. If you've been here, we've had three membership meetings we call We Get To Nights where we've shared it. But today, I hope to give you what we believe God is leading us to do over the next three to four, even five years. I'd say five years, but people say, Chris, we need a 10-year vision. I can barely handle this year, amen? Let's just get through this. But we're gonna share it to you in phases. But God might be calling you to tune in today or join us today because he has you for this vision and you're gonna play a part in the future of what God has to do in this church. We're calling it the Renew Vision. God has a great work to do. That is the phrase that was used by a little church on 4th and Arch Street in Percocy, made up of about 30 or 40 people. Their God has a great work to do in Percocy is in the documents of our church. Now overcrowding has forced them to move and move and move and here we are today on 5th Street but we still believe God has a great work to do today. And so let me have a word of prayer and I'm gonna share with you the Renew Bible Church vision along with what we're gonna call Renew Ministries. And I pray that God puts something in your heart that says, I wanna be a part of that. Heavenly Father, use this today 
to continue your great work. This is no work made up of men. This is no work made up of women. This is no work made up of kids. This is your place. This is your church. This is your vision, Lord. And so, Lord, just let me be the vessel that communicates what you've been leading us to do. May those listening know that this has been heavily bathed in prayer. Much processing and time has gone into this. And Lord, I pray that you would use this. Lord, stop anything that would lead us into a trap. And Lord, continue to open doors, even where there sometimes seems like there is no door opening to what you have for us. But most importantly, may we move into the future with great faith the faith we spoke about in the Voyager series. And may we see what you want to do at this church. We pray all these things knowing you're faithful and knowing you're gonna do it again. In your name, amen. God has been doing some great things here at this place, and we know he will continue to do that. I want to continue with now jumping into the vision presentation that we have for you. Well, it's important whenever you're leading anything, you got to know why you do it. Vision isn't about buildings. Those are things that come if they're needed. Vision isn't about like, this is awesome. Vision is about what God has called you to do. And so we want to tell you what we see this church of the future doing. And you're going to see it's based on everything we are currently doing as we lead this church to grow people of all ages to a mature faith in Jesus Christ. So what will this renewed Bible church you speak of be like? Well, one, it will have a biblical foundation. It will be built not on the sand, but on the rock, on the words of Jesus Christ. We want to know our theology and teach our theology. Many people that go to a church, especially if it's just under a denomination, they don't truly know what the church actually believes. We want to teach that and lead that because we want this to be a place of great depth. 
not, not be a, a, a mile wide and an inch deep, but to be a place of depth. And so we want to get stronger with our language. We want to get stronger with our knowledge of scripture. We want to get stronger with how we do things. And so part of the Renew Bible Church is seeing that the enemy is getting more and more obvious making sure our folks, our people that make up this place are grounded in the truth of God's word. Can I get an amen for that one? We gotta be there, okay? And so keep in mind, we're gonna continue our statement of faith and we're gonna have a booklet for people, hopefully prayerfully, if we, if we move forward on this this fall, where we'll have a pamphlet that our people can see where our church stands on these different areas. And it's not finished yet, but, but this is a glimpse into it. We have seven core beliefs that the church operates off of now. We, we believe in the triune God, the inerrancy of scripture, the fallen depravity of man, the deity of Christ, his death and resurrection of Christ, salvation through faith and the return of Christ. You can find it in our statement of faith right now. You can see it in our seven core beliefs. We believe we're a distinct congregation. What do I mean by that? We're not just a, a, a church where you, you make it so that people feel like uh, they can feel comfortable. We want you to be welcome, but you might not be comfortable because the word of God is not always comfortable. It tells us what we need to hear. Young people, get around somebody who tells you what you need to hear because it's so easy for us to surround us with people we tell us what we want to hear. We want to be distinct. What do I mean by that? A church is called an ecclesia in its original language. An ecclesia is a group of a called out assembly. And one of the things that I want you to understand is we're not trying to be a church that, that everyone feels okay with. We want to be a distinct assembly called out to lead remarkable lives that people ask us about the hope we have. And so we have some parameters on how we do ministry and some things we kind of stand on and we call them our distinctives. And what kind of make us distinct? Every church has different things that make them distinct. These are the things that make us distinct and we call them our core distinctives. The Bible is the authority, autonomy of the local church, priesthood of the believer, direct access, two warrants, communion and baptism, individual soul liberty. You're not saved because dad's saved. You, young person, need to come to know Christ as your savior, saved, baptized membership, and two offices. These are some of our distinctives. Now you know that if you look at the first word in each one of those, it's an acronym. And that is because those are the Baptist distinctives. They're part of what makes this church what it does and how it practices. We teach growing towards a mature faith. We want, we want to help you grow in your spiritual life not just come and attend, but grow in your spiritual life. That's why in our mission statement, it says growing people, growing people, not growing church, not going, wow, look how big, but growing people. If we grow, listen, healthy environments grow. If I put a plant in an unhealthy environment and I don't feed it, it will die. If I put a plant in a healthy environment and you continue to feed it, it will grow. We want to be a church with a healthy environment that grows people to a mature faith. How do we do that? We kind of have a checklist. If you're newer to our church, you go to one of our newer members classes and you see our checklist, okay? And, and what we ask you to do is evaluate your spiritual life evaluate whether you're growing in the things of the Lord. Have you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? Have you confessed with your mouth and believe in your heart that he is your savior and called on the name of the Lord and to be saved? Have you been baptized? 
Have you sought membership? You say, oh, well, one of the things that we value so much about membership is not to be some exclusive club. We don't even really love that word per se, but being a part of the body of Christ is important to your church leadership. But on top of that, there are verses in scripture that tell pastors you're called to give care for certain souls. Now, Many people travel from church to church. I can go visit a church on another Sunday. It doesn't really necessarily mean I've put myself under the authority of that church's leadership as shown in scripture. And part of that idea is that you give us a chance to say, we know who wants to be here, who wants us to invest into them as well. Serving, we love serving at this church. If you attend this church, you will find serving is in its DNA and we're working on groups. We found this to be a growth area for our church, and we hope to grow more community groups, more discipleship groups in the coming years. And so if you haven't gotten involved with a group yet, you know us on Sunday, we can't wait till you get to know some of our folks in a group. Giving, this church is known for its giving. Incredible generosity through COVID put wings in your staff sales. And it has been phenomenal to watch how God has supplied for every one of our needs, exceedingly abundantly beyond. But let me ask you this. If you could put a check on all of those, you've been attending our church for a while and you could put a check on all of this. Let me ask you this. Are you mentoring anybody? What another incredible step in your spiritual walk to be mentoring someone else, to disciple someone else. And you don't have to wait, young people. There might be a younger kid on your basketball team at school there might be a younger girl that sits at your table in elementary school. There might be a college student that you know kind of gets left out of stuff, college student, that you could reach out to. Where could you possibly mentor? We want to see people growing in their faith at Renew Bible, a family philosophy. We believe in, in a church of all ages. We don't believe the kids are the future church. We believe they're in the church. They're alive. We can see them. We can definitely hear them. And so they're part of our church, just like the seniors aren't the past church. We love them, we care for them. And one of the beauties of this church is the many senior, wait, advanced people that help pray over this church and lead this church. We praise God for them. We have a family philosophy, which means we have dynamics. Every family has some dynamics. Your family has different dynamics than my family. Some things he kind of like adhered to. Some sayings that are important to your family name. Well, we do too. Some of these might be familiar. If you ever come to our We Get To Nights, we call it that because we don't have to come to church. We get to come to church. In fact, we use that sometimes with kids who don't want to go. Do we have to go tonight? No, 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 we get to go tonight. How many of you have used that in your own life? I don't have to go to work. I get to go to work. You know, there's a lot of people who don't have what I have. And even though I'm frustrated right now, I get to. Family vacation. When you go on family vacations, grandpa's there and little kids are there. Sometimes grandpa's got to go to the playground and sometimes those kids need to do nothing while grandpa reads his book on the porch. Why? Because we're together and we set preferences aside when we're together. And that includes sometimes coming to church to set your specific preference aside because we want to be a place for all ages. We love Rapata. Rejoice always, pray always, thank always. We're called to be remarkable so that people ask about the hope that's within us. We believe in being wave riders. Now, wouldn't it be nice to think about the beach on a day like this where the snow's falling outside? But if you've ever run a boogie board, 
You know you gotta catch waves. I've had little girls embarrass me on boogie board, boom, flying by, because they've caught the wave and I've missed it. What's the point? That's our vision dynamic. We pray about all our visions so much so that when the moment God sends a wave, we can follow his lead. And that's why it's so imperative to our church to have a week of prayer early in the year each year so that we can dedicate an entire week to praying to our heavenly father and letting him lead this church. It's Jesus's church. And therefore we don't want to just say that in word. We want to do it in action. And we have that week of prayer. Whenever we're leading, one of the vision dynamics that we have as leading as leaders is, hey, hey, we move like a barge, not a motorboat. Now, that's not to say that something can take a week or a month to develop. What somebody might say is a motorboat move. Others might say, actually, I felt like that took forever. So it's not based on your thinking. It's based on how much prayer has been put into something. And so if we don't have a chance to pray about something, we step back and say, how do we want to vision this out so it's been given enough prayer? And then just this past uh, two summers, John Adams stood up in the middle of the tent and said, we're going to go back inside, okay, in great faith. We're going to have some 200 people in the auditorium, spread it out the chairs, and we're going to go back in. And our eyes were big and wide because it was, a, it was a season that none of us had walked through, but we came back in here and we, we said, we're gonna call it the Pioneer Series. Remember this, John? And he said, we wanna think like the two. We wanna think like the two. Joshua and Caleb, it might be scary. It might be something we haven't done. It might be difficult, but we've got to move forward. And so like the two has been introduced into our dynamics. And we do all that because all of this language creates intentionality. I gotta be honest with you, it's very difficult for me to be a part of something or follow something in my own life that I don't see mission, vision, and strategy. I'm a question asker. I'm someone who processes, I might not like what you're doing, but I need to know why you're doing it at least. And so I feel impassioned to be a part of a leadership that shares with its congregation continual mission, vision, and strategy. I don't like to go to a leader and say, why are we doing that? He goes, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, we probably should think about that. I wanna know why, what, what, what's going on? And so we desire to be an intentional church with mission, vision, and strategy. And that's building towards the name we've chosen that we've given to God in great depth of prayer. One of our goals is a mission to renew lives. God's word says, in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord is holy, set apart. Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it, how? With gentleness and respect. We want that to be a hallmark of our church, that people in the community, we're not known for being this, we're known for gentleness, respect, but we're living for the Lord and we're standing for that biblical truth because we love the scripture and we've submitted to its authority. And we believe that's the only thing that will renew lives when they see the change in our lives. We have a vision. We look forward to a church. We wanna come to a place that you can feel the spirit working when you walk in. Well, how do you feel that? When you have a body of believers that are walking in the spirit. And so we will have a vision for a church that you come in and it's filled with people with renewed hearts. What does that look like? Well, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such things, there's no law. 
What does that mean? Well, I'm never gonna have to come to your house and watch how your family looks together. I'm going, you know what? We need a law here. There is far too much gentleness in this house. Sweetheart, if you keep treating me with that much patience, we're gonna have to put some rules down. No, there's no law against these things. And that is the definition, in my opinion, of a mature faith. Oh, it's not necessarily biblical knowledge. I know people that have used the scripture to condemn people, even other believers. Not those who are walking sin, which obviously scripture tells us we need a savior. But how many people know God's word? Oh, they got Jesus in their head, but maybe not in their heart. It is said that some of the most ruthless leaders of our society had Bible verses memorized. We want to live out a mature faith. What does that look like? The fruit of the spirit. Man, get me in a church with love, joy, peace, and we're not perfect. But when you have a group of believers that desire that, you have a vision of an awesome place with renewed hearts. And then we want to renew minds. Well, how do we do that? Well, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test what? What his will is. You'll be able to test what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. How? By the renewing of your mind. How do we renew our minds? Well, how many times have you had this terrible week and you tune us on the broadcast or you come in here, we open the word of God, we start circling things, we're looking at the book of Peter and you walk out thinking a whole differently about your current situation. You leave talking about your, uh, talking to your husband or your wife or talking to your friends about what was going on in the content and how God was working on you. He's renewing your mind through submitting to the scriptures and that's what our church wants to be about, a place where you can come and get a break. Grandparents, don't you want your kids to have a place to come and hear the word of God and have their minds renewed. And our vision is to clarify that not only to our congregation, but to our community, that we're a place where renewal occurs. Now you see two renews. Yeah, whenever you see renew, that's the Bible church. That's our campus here. When you see Renew Ministries with a colon there, that's our outreach ministries off campus. You might see RE Fivals. You might see in the future, many of you know this vision if you've been attending our, new, our members' nights, Replay, athletic ministry. One of our desires moving forward is to build a parent company for revivals and the other REs to be underneath so that the word, the name, gives us one name, one mission, one vision, but ready, two strategies. Why? It's so important that the church remains on course, that the church remains focused on what it's biblically called to do. And that is not only to grow people to a mature faith in Christ, but to preach the word, help people grow, give them a place where they can hear the word of God. That's why we'd rather not change to adapt to the world. We want the world to come in here and submit to the gospel and the truth of the good news. But we also have this incredible passion at our church to reach the lost. We love our community. We dearly love our community. Many of us grew up in these surrounding communities. And one of Renew Ministry's goals will be to create a separate tax talk here, 501c3, a separate organization. Because some of the things that Revivals gets involved with, with our restoration ministries, our soup and soul ministries, our other ministries outside our campus, 
We believe there needs to be a necessary firewall between those organizations. We believe as we move forward into the future, wisdom and organizational work will occur better. Am I employee of First? Am I employee of Revivals? Internally, externally, under a name, Renew. So we'll have Renew Bible Church and Renew Ministries. And one of the things I want to share with you this morning is the future of Renew Bible Church and what we want to do here on campus as well as some of the things we plan to do off campus under Renew Ministries. And so, let's start on this campus. I wanna call this phase one. Now, if you're watching online, this is gonna feel like a a membership night here because I'm gonna talk a little bit about what we need to do on campus because of some, praise God, overcrowding and desires to continue serving and ministering to people in the way we do ministry. And so I'm calling it Renovate 1.0, and we're talking about what's going on on campus. Now, if you're in the room today, you're in the blue section. Can you find yourself? I know some of us, when we look at architectural plans, we're like, I can't even find myself, okay? You're not in the blue section. That's just where I want you to look, okay? You're right here in this auditorium, and if you look to the right, that's the east foyer. If you look to the left, that's the west parking lot. Now, what's really exciting is We have a chance to move on things as soon as this year. We have a a land development plan that is being finalized. Now that's big conversation to say we need to hand something in to do the full property. But we've been able to apply for a waiver that will enable us, if you've been attending on Sundays, you know we do have some uh, seating capacity issues, that will enable us to expand our current auditorium. Now, what's the plan here? Back before our first vision presentation in 2020, your leadership was working with architects and building teams. We have an awesome building team. And we were starting to process whether we were going to leave our campus if we were too landlocked. Okay, so we were looking at different campuses. Another thing we were looking at is whether we would take down the front building, which is our old chapel building, and put the auditorium there. Well, we began to get back some numbers on some of this development. And the auditorium that would be put over there at the chapel at the time, it was coming in. Believe it or not, auditoriums are no joke, okay? Around nine to $10 million for the auditorium. Then on top of that, to build around the property would be another two. And then that didn't include a student wing and some of the things we wanted to add to our property for ministries. And so the total over the next five years or so was looking like $18 million. And I thought, is there anything else we could do? because the max auditorium we can put on our campus is around 1,200. And so we don't have this desire to have this gigantic albatross right now here. And so we were really praying through that and we decided and we brought to you back in 2020, knocking out this back wall. And so if you're here today, it would be floor to ceiling. Now we won't knock it out a day we have church. We'll do it during the week, don't worry. I'm not gonna have you walk around seven times and yell, okay? Then we're not gonna do anything like that. But we found out it might be possible to do all of our future planning here on this campus, hey, maybe for under 10 instead of that number. And one of the things we could do is by adding to our auditorium 378 stadium seats, we'll have an auditorium of 1,000. It's only 200 short of that $9 million one, and it will cost much less. And believe it or not, we can move forward relatively quick, we found out. Why? Because right before everything kind of locked down, 
Your leadership had applied for a couple trailers, mobile units to be on property and we filled out a land, uh, a waiver. Otherwise we wouldn't be able to do anything but that waiver, believe it or not, the current building team didn't know about that. And when we went in for a waiver to do this back stadium seating, they said, it, it seems like you've already applied for a waiver and the square footage we asked was almost exactly the size of that stadium seating. And so they approved the waiver and on top of that, they approved a waiver for us to be able to renovate our nursery during this phase two, because during COVID, it seems you young couples need to get a hobby. <laughs> we, our nursery is bursting. It is bursting, we're excited about that, but those are two major areas. And so I want you to understand, one of our goals in phase one is to do the stadium seating right behind you, and that will enable us to increase to almost 1,000 seating, and during that phase one, we're gonna also add a broadcast room to our current media ministry because we wanna invest online 100%, just like we're investing in person 100%. I wanna give you an idea. During the lockdown, our broadcast went from about 40 a week to every time I speak, there are more people online than there are in the house every Sunday. And so, now that we have you here in the house, there is some 1,500 to 2,000 that will be watching right out there, and we know you're there, and you're emailing us and letting us know you're there, that are staying with a church and following a church and call this their family as well as they're growing. And we're working through the media ministry, but we want you to understand, we went from broadcasting in Pennsylvania to now we are in 48 states. Our tech ministry handed me this slide to show you. I don't know what's up with Montana and Vermont. Did somebody move there? No, no, don't move. Just call somebody. Okay, we don't, they, those two states don't like us, but that's okay. We're gonna win you over if you're out there. But can I share something very exciting? Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. We are now in 41 countries. This morning, no, last night, I got someone reached out to me, pastor in India, he said, Pastor Chris, I'm praying for your vision presentation. I know those can be stressful. I have a group going through the Revelation series that want to know if I have it in French. This is a new world. I'm adjusting to it too. I'm beginning to realize my illustrations can't be Pennsylvania-centric, but I need to think globally as I share as well because God is using our broadcast ministry to touch hearts even beyond the walls here. And so we're investing into that, but we're also going to be dealing out here. We're going to add some to the nursery. So younger parents, you might get a little excited to know that we're going to be growing our nursery, the, a tree house theme. I love tree houses. Why not? I'll come over. And we want to add to our early childhood ministry, and we're going to work out towards that playground. We're going to, we're going to build out in there. Don't worry, we'll have an indoor play area. Why not, right? We're going to keep those, those kids. They're going to be having an awesome, we have awesome early childhood ministries. But we also, because the back auditorium will have a hallway going down to a new entrance that we're really going to develop. Some of you come in the hallway by the cafe on this east foyer. If you're watching online, you're like, I don't know, but it's good. Don't worry. But over here, if you walk out that door and you kind of turn to the right as you would be leaving to head towards that facility over there, this is kind of the view to give you an idea of some of the renderings of Renew Bible Church. With our mission language, a cafe area that will enter that heritage room from the back to create some separation from our main class area 
and the nursery. Imagine our mom's group with the cafe going and the kids in the nursery. It's going to be great. It's going to be some neat things. And because of our waiver, we can start those. Ready? We, we have a project manager. We've done the work. Our waiver has been approved. We could do a spring groundbreaking and start this whole project right after Easter if we approve and move forward and affirm this March 14th that or we get tonight. And what's exciting about this is, yes, costs have obviously increased and we're giving you the number that is probably the max number, but you know with things and what's going on in our society, but we never can account for the things that people donate to us and everyone's always awesome about this project. But we're estimating the cost of this first phase one at $4.5 million because of the wonderful giving of our church we have in our bank a million dollars from these past two years of excess giving that we put towards the capital project, knowing this may come. And if you're newer to our church, we have a seed pledge that will begin to come to the church if we affirm and move forward for the pledges only if we do the facility. We have a seed pledge of $3 million. And so our church has $4 million going into this project pledged and in hand, and that's without Many people feeling excited about this and wanting to see it come. And so we're looking at a five million raise that we have four of, and we're praying the Lord brings that. And if the project comes in lighter, hey, praise the Lord, because right on the heels of that, in phase two, we'll need to do the land development and add the parking lot. But I want you to zero in on something, because I know parking lots aren't that exciting to talk about. I want you to zero on the property right behind what we're calling this facility here. So if there was a stage on the other side of this stage going out into an area that our church could use, we really love camp ministries here. With our kids camps, our day camps, our elevate camps, as well as church functions outdoors, we wanted an area where kids aren't running across parking lots but could go right out to the grass field. And so that is part of phase two, to have behind this here an area where the kids can go right out to, hey, kids, please, I'm going out to, right? And, and enjoy an area in that fenced-in area back there. And also, because we'll lose some of the multi-purpose of this facility, you can look in there and see that pavilion off to the left. Well, one of our hopes there is to have a place where we can not only enjoy um, sports still, but also pull up the garage doors, have those picnics going out onto the field in a great place to raise kids and see them grow in the things of the Lord at our camps and in a safe environment in the back end of our property. During phase two, we would like to possibly put a facility in between our buildings that are separated right now by a parking lot. We're hoping to add a room for student ministries, young adult ministries, young marriage ministries, a multi-purpose type theater room where we can do our classes, our courses, as well as just have fun activity nights and grow people as we teach them the things of God. If you come to our student ministries, you're hearing the word of God preached. If you're coming to our kids' ministries, you're hearing the word of God preached. And then of course, in phase two, we also plan to add to the West Foyer a new drop-off area out here because we know that God will probably prayerfully um, need us to, we'll, we'll need to follow the Lord to, to create some space on the west side, not just the east. And so, did you swallow all that? Does anybody think we're doing it next month? Let me clarify. It's over the next year we do phase one and then as money arrives, because our goal is to do it as debt-free as possible, um, begin phase two. But that's on campus. You want to hear about Renew Ministries? 
We have a launch team working right now that's made up of a lot of our Revival's board members and a launch team that's made up of some of our lawyers as well as some of our accountants that are working through Renew Ministries that'll be a parent company to our future RE. And I kept saying colon in the first service and it didn't sound good. I'm, I'm, in my, I'm at that page where you don't want to say that word, okay? And so let's just go RE dot dot. Let's do that, okay? Um, but Renew Ministries will kind of be that parent company for revivals and replay and keep them on mission, vision, and strategy with the goal of bringing hope and renewal to our community through the good news. So these are our off-campus endeavors and we've been praying, Lord, we would love a headquarters so that we can move some counseling offices out of revivals and really turn revivals into a food ministry because it really is growing as such and really use it for restoration ministries and things like that. It would be so cool to do a lot of our ministries at, at a headquarters we call Renew Headquarters. Well, in the beginning of this vision presentation, planning back in 2020, I had been asking God, God, we need more Nehemiahs. There's a lot of people who start out in vision and they get pushed back and they quit. Nehemiahs go, I'm not coming off the wall. God, would you send some businessmen and ladies, some Nehemiahs to our church? that will help us grow Renew Ministries so that the church can stay on its vision and that Renew Ministries can fulfill its vision. The Lord sent over the past year a group of people that are now attending our church that are just that. There's a group of businessmen that are building a couple properties and one of the properties is pretty local. And they said, Chris, we've been reading a book called Gospel Patrons. At that time, I had just preached a sermon on Pioneers about D.L. Moody and how he had people of means come alongside and help fulfill the vision. And they said, we'd like to talk to you about this idea of a headquarters. God's used them to do a campus very close to here that will develop over the next year and a half. And they said, we want to we want to deed you a 10,000 square foot facility at zero cost to do Renew Headquarters. These are some of the things we've been seeing God do. I was like, huh? It was almost like God tapping on the shoulder going, you know I was planning on taking care of this vision that I've given to you leaders. At Renew Headquarters, it will be a place where we can set up offices we can have Renew Studios because we believe self-education is part of the future and we want renewed content online. Five things that the scriptures say about how to cure nighttime anxiety. Three ways to make sure you don't stay in that trap of sin. Opportunities for people to hear content that we can deliver to different aspects. We're working on Renew University an area where we can teach apologetics, we can teach discipleship, we can teach our seven core beliefs. With education and college students taking different paths moving into the future, we believe that a local opportunity that could even be accredited would be awesome at Renew Headquarters. We can move child counseling offices there and create space for our revivals kitchen to continue to blossom and grow in its needs. And our mobile ministry then can fully take off. 
Many of you are familiar with our Revivals Mobile. We have a trailer that goes out and does block parties. We have, we have a, a Suburban that delivers meals all the time, I mean, and is going constantly. And if you've been at any of our Revivals meetings, you know that the plans are in place to bring a relief truck to our community, that this relief truck will go around and help people in need, okay? and the time of their need. You know that Revivals gets calls even from the community. We have uh, Ida came in. There's some people being misplaced from their apartments. Could they at least get some, a break at Revivals? They could sit and just get out of the weather. Um, we're, we're reached out to in various endeavors, and, and our relief truck can be a part of that where we have a men's, and hey, ladies, ministry going where people can help. And you know, now on top of that, Milwaukee Tools has donated most of the tools that will go into that truck, and we're looking to possibly purchase that truck within the next few weeks, possibly even, as part of Revival's Mobile that continues to grow. At Renew Headquarters, that's the place where Replace Sports Group can really develop. And conversations are going, and there's a few people that represent that growth and that vision model that will lead prayerfully to Replay Sports Complex happening one day, where we have an opportunity to minister to our community through an avenue that Bucks County loves athletics, but we want to redefine sport through what we see as a way to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so one name, one vision, one mission, two strategies. When you see renew, it's renew Bible church. When you see renew, dot, dot, you see our ministry organization. God's doing great things. We're seeing him do in many ways. But every once in a while you go, I've done this. I grew up at this place. I've probably been here longer than most of even the older folks in the church. I was, uh, I was probably born and sent right to the nursery. So I'm pushing well over 40 years at this church. I've gone to the bathroom in every bathroom on this campus. Not during on hours. I grew up here. And First Baptist Church is very dear to me. You know it was established in 1898? Do you know how many churches established in 1898 that are still around and thriving? Do you know the anomaly that this place is? And God continues to do a great work. You know, one of its first facilities was Fourth and Arch. Look at that place. It used to have a bell tower. I guess something happened, because it doesn't now. But that was fourth and arch. But due to overcrowding, they had to leave. And so in great faith, you can see it in their minutes, it says they moved to the outskirts of Perkesy, to Fifth Street. They had an opportunity to buy a building in town, but they moved out, you ready for this picture? To the outskirts of Perkesy. Some of you drove by that facility coming in today. It looks like Noah's Ark's being built, doesn't it? I mean, look at that. And Fifth Street, guys, I zoomed in, but Fifth Street is like stone. It's not even paved when that's going down. So it was the outskirts of Perkesy. Penridge was still over at Poppy Odor at the time, I think. Wow. They crowded and they built a gym across the parking lot so that the youth would have a place to play. And being a youth pastor for over a decade at this place, I'm so glad they did that because our youth ministry has been a core ministry of this church. 
But I remember still to this day, sitting in that auditorium and looking up at that stained glass of Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Why? Normally because I was half checked out. But I remember looking at that. It's part of my life. And that's why it was so interesting when I got a phone call from one of our leaders only a month ago. He said, Chris, there's a property available. Would we be interested? It came to me, Chris. I didn't know about this. I didn't hunt this down, but would we be interested? I said, where are we talking? Fourth and Arch? I'm, 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 I'm interested. Folks, I have been praying through this Renew Bible vision, Lord, that the next generation would not forget what you have done in this place. First Baptist Church is an awesome church. Is there any way we can somehow keep that heritage, God, as we move into what we believe you're calling us to do? So I said, I'm interested. What I hadn't known is that we have a local missionary named Adam Meller with his bride, Corey Meller, who serve at Revivals. But they live in Quakertown and they've been praying exhaustively, I found out, to move into Percocy. Adam has always wanted to set up a ministry in Percocy to do indigenous work right on the streets in Percocy. They are picturing block parties on the street. They're picturing hopscotch for kids after school. They're picturing group things for middle schoolers. They're picturing group meetings, core group meetings. People that are in need of help can go to things like groups, things and stuff like that. And so he's been praying about all that. And I thought we're interested. And so we went over and I walked into Fourth and Arch and look at the stained glass window. It was the first time I ever walked in. I went, oh my word, that's the same stained glass window as our front property. They kept it. They went bigger, but they kept it. That was really neat. The property was being sold because of the house that's on it. You know, it's interesting in the listing. It's kind of funny. The listing is about the house and they're selling it as the house. And, and um, they say, and there happens to be a, a church in the backyard. I, I think you want to... If you're, if you're in real estate, you know how they take a picture of just one thing and just, by the way, there's a church in the backyard. I told our, our representative, I said, we're interested, but our deacons meeting's not till next week. L let me just pray about this. I'll talk to Pastor Doug and John, and uh, we'll pray about this. Great. That night, he gives me a call. He said, Chris, there's been an offer. They have, they have it, and um, they're, they're going to they're going to set the sale unless we send something over. I'm like, well, I can't do that. We have a meeting next week. Well, what would you offer? I don't know. It's not my money. <laughs> but I'm praying through this. I'm asking the guys, well, what you guys don't know is a month earlier, one of our accounts, we have an accounting firm that represents the church. He came to us and he said, hey, because of the fact you kept all your employees through the crisis, you will qualify for an employee um, retention credit that will be coming to the church. So you guys can prepare for that to come. And it was $300,000. And so I said, what if I wrote a letter? I'm thinking, Lord, did you possibly pay for this? 
because man, this would answer our missionaries' request. This would answer a way to keep the church's history um, as we move into your future. Is it possible that you're paying for this? And so I said, I'll tell, can I write a letter and say, I'm gonna present to our deacons that we purchase it for $300,000 and that they can pray over it? Because we have a process we have to follow. You can send a letter, but there's no guarantees. I mean, they probably have a full offer. So I said, all right, tell them $300,000 for the house and the church and I'll present that to the leadership and if they can't, then understand. He called me back, Chris, they're gonna wait for your church. I said, well, well, even if I got the deacons to say yes, then it's not till March 14th that we affirm everything. They'll wait for that too. And so we have an opportunity with this renewed vision. I put together like a little missionary card to do a neighborhood center at the original facility in Fourth and Arch where we could do renewed ministry work as well as something in Renew Bible to continue that name, calling it possibly First at Arch. And so legally, our name will be Renew Bible Church and First Baptist Church still. So we'll have two names in one way, legally. We'll be operating here as Renew Bible and I thought, look, God's got a thousand names. We can have two. <laughs> it's a way to have that awesome thing. And, and who knows, maybe God, even this year, wants our relief truck to pull up and show our community that we want to come to you and show you Christ's love. That what a lot of your TV says about the church is just not true. That we dearly love people and we want to share the hope that we've been given. We want to be remarkable. And maybe some volunteers, maybe God's called you for the vision that you've seen. Maybe he's brought you here to watch or to come for such a time as this that you're gonna help us move into the future. But we need your prayers. At our we get tonight, March 14th, we're gonna ask our church to affirm this and move forward. And this could all possibly begin to start a three, four, five-year vision working towards this, even as early as after Easter. Oh, there'll be some challenges along the way, I'm sure. And that's why we need the Nehemiahs to say, if we believe God's doing this and we've prayed this through, may we step out in faith and see him do a great work. And folks, the week following this Sunday is week of prayer. And we're bathing this all in prayer. This series for week of prayer is sent around the names of God. We're gonna do a walkthrough again. Our week of prayer, we're challenging your small groups to come. Well, you can come as your families. You go through different rooms, Elohim room, Yahweh room, Jehovah room, Holy Ghost room, even Messiah room. And have time to pray and learn from the different names of God. Church family, we've been through a lot. But we believe just as God did it in the past, he's gonna do it again. We're gonna close with a song and there's gonna be video of the past two years behind them. You're gonna see things that many, some of you remember, but we're praying it's a great memoir to what God has done, because you've never failed us yet. And we're praying for him to move us into the future with great humility. We say, God, we give this vision presentation to you. If the Lord wills, we'll do it. If he does not, we will worship him just the same and see what he does have for us. Amen? Amen? Heavenly Father, thank you for sustaining our church through such a difficult time. Lord, we know there will be challenges ahead, 
Lord, there were tremendous challenges leading up to even this presentation today. But Lord, you've been faithful. And Lord, I pray that you rise up a group of people who want to stand on the word of God, who want to grow their families in the things of the Lord, who want to continue a great work that has been done in Percocy, but Lord, also to have a vision for the community to hear the love of Jesus Christ. Lord, we've said in closed doors, we want to make it so that Percocy is a hard place to get to hell from because everyone hears the good news because of that Renew ministry. And so, Lord, may this be a place of renewal for so many lives who are in desperate need of renewal. You did it in the past. We know you'll do it again. We give this vision to you, Lord, in Jesus' name.